0: Hey everyone!
1: Hello there.
0: Welcome back this week.
1: Back, welcome back to Readers of the Lost Arts. I I tripped myself up a bit. I just asked Craig to say hello first, and because I usually do, but I've been like very insecure about the way I've been saying hello, which is weird because that's not the thing I should be insecure about. Because like yeah, it's saying, the last
0: thing. The last thing you should be insecure about. Your hellos are just as beautiful as you.
1: Technically, it's the first thing because it's the first thing we say. But thank you for the, it's the first comment.
0: impression thing i get it i get it
1: um i'm Kay. that's that's I'm, craig
0: i'm craig
1: oh, i spoke over oh. you that's yeah. <clears throat> a woman typical speaking over a man <laughs>
0: welcome to 2021 Uh-oh. of course
1: it's the future liberals want um it's just us this week which isn't weird because most of the time it is just us
0: it feels Guess. nice for it to be, not to not yeah. to shade any of our guests. I love when we have guests, but then yeah. it's also really nice when it's just the two of us because it feels a little more intimate, like it feels a little more comfy, cozy.
1: Yeah, and like yeah. we had never had a guest like with the both of us and then two weeks in a row we did and so it was like, whoa, now it's just the, the two of us again, like I can relax, I don't have to put on airs.
0: Yeah, I don't have to put on a show for them. I don't have to. Like, I feel like when we do that, it's almost like when you host someone or multiple people at your house, and you mm-hmm. have to get ready. You have to. It's like that video from a while back where the guy dresses up as a mom and he around. He's Fleming. like, we gotta make this. We gotta make this place look like Disney on Ice.
1: Yeah, you're talking about my boy Chris Fleming. Yeah, is a legend, an icon. He is the moment. Now, come on now. Um, anyway, he he's, a, he's a New England-based uh, comedian, and if you don't know who he is, you should look up any of his videos. I think Companies Coming is probably his most famous, but I really like um, DiPiglio and Sick Jan. That will make sense to a niche audience of about two people, and they'll they'll be, you know, pumping their fists at home. Yeah. Um, I uh, we'll we'll do a little bit of pop culture because I feel like some things have been happening this week. So let's dive into yeah.
0: So by the time
1: you're hearing this,
0: by the time you're hearing this, I kind of missed the segment. It's been a it's been a hot minute. We we go back and forth between using it or like you know we'll insert it into the episode, but we like totally forgot to call it by its name.
1: Yeah, and we should we should respect we should commit to commit to the bit the name. Commit, commit to, to the, the bit. bit, and that's part of my 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 whole spiel like in life is i like to commit to the bit because i'm very non-committal in general but like bits i commit to so we're gonna commit to this anyway we are talking about commitment and maybe not giving share is uh (laughs) sean mendez and uh camilla cabello uh breakup
0: the breakup of the century folks
1: it's no longer giving share
0: it's (laughs) it's giving it's giving it's about damn time that's what it's giving it's
1: it's giving two two years late as in their relationship i think was like two years long but
0: i think this is what the world needed i feel like there (laughs) will i think there will be healing
1: i do i do generally think there'll be healing i think i can fully support sean again because you know, Kwon's a bit of a racist, and like,
0: not just a that touch, I, just sprinkle it in.
1: Not that I can excuse racism, but if it, she was at least a good singer or actress, it's like, okay, but she is none of that.
0: She is nothing of the sort.
1: She's nothing of the sort. She thinks she's fly. She's cool. She's nothing of the sort. Um, she's not. And so I've been seeing some memes and like, I hate to insert myself or, you know, pry into the lives of people, if they're not comfortable talking about these things, but like, we know Sean's a little, you know, limp wrist, if you will.
0: The, I, the the. Mm. I, what, what comes to mind is the video of,
1: here, I think he's fruity. Yeah. I, they very much were <laughs> like a Miss Piggy Kermit, but like um, evil versions
0: of them. Yeah. Like you know, if, if th- we Piggy were- Miss the- had
1: no talent and she was racist.
0: <laughs> and if Kermit w- just was not sure of his own identity in every which sense of the way. And yeah, um, I have to say, I, I as I can imagine you have been seeing a lot of- um, twitter Mm -hmm. tweets i've seen twitter (laughs) Mm -hmm. um just you know thoughts on what people assume may be happening afterwards the jokes the whole the pr stunt has finally been lifted all that good nonsense you know you will get those few far in between um, people on twitter who's like leave them alone and like the reason y'all are making this a joke and bullying him is the reason i didn't come out years ago and i'm just like listen you're valid for feeling the way you do but at the same time like who cares we're getting too
1: now it's time for you to give share you know
0: (laughs) i i saw a tweet and it was so funny It was something along the lines of like basically like the people who are like tweeting this stuff like, are really annoying and should stop. And then like, it, was, I guess there's like a trending tweet. So all these people were responding to it and literally like the tweet directly underneath was like, well, maybe have you thought about how you're annoying and you should stop? And I was just like...
1: <laughs> Listen, if you're on Twitter, you're annoying and should probably shut up. We're all just there. Like yeah. it's an insane asylum and we're all just shouting at each other. And it's, yeah. it's fun. Like we're also braiding each other's hair and stuff. and Making friendship. We're conflicts. like who
0: yeah like who's who's gonna give me my self-fulfillment attention today
1: yeah i need my validation who will it come which reply guy will it be from today um i love my reply guys again last year i didn't give them christmas gifts maybe maybe i will this year but maybe not anyway
0: keep them on their toes
1: yeah um, this is something that I know Craig does not care about, but I just want to mention it. There was a new uh, trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. I always keep, I keep forgetting the name of the movie because I genuinely, I don't want to say I don't care because obviously it's Marvel. I care a lot, mm-hmm. but this movie is either going to be incredible or incredibly stupid and I'm I'm leaning more towards the second, the latter, if you will. It just seems like it's trying to do a lot, and in the ugliest color palette and like grayscale that the MCU is, you know, famous for. At this is point. this
0: is this the film where they are bringing back a a former villain?
1: Yes, and actually, a future episode will go into Spider-Man villains. Um, Craig will not be here for that one because uh, I don't unless you really want to be but
0: babes i think i think you're putting i think you're putting this like this stigma towards me i have watched all the toby mcguire spider-mans
1: okay so if you want to come on for that episode it's gonna be four hours long but oh let's go for it like it could be a 2 part. i think I've never done with those okay listen Uh yeah
0: there's been there's been toby mcguire right there's andrew garfield yes and then just Tom Holland just those yeah. three correct?
1: Well, yeah, unless you count um like the Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse, but like that's not live that action. Too. But I we we are factoring those villains into. into
0: and of course, the- course, I've seen I've seen the um the Andrew Garfield ones. I mean, I who is not a fan of Emma Stone? Who isn't? Who isn't? So, of course, I had to see those. Um can I tell you what villains were in those? I cannot,
1: Dane but I, I did
0: see them. At, <laughs> I did see them at one point in my life.
1: So if you <clears> if and you I've not watched the the previous two, like Tom Holland ones, then you'll be caught up. It I haven't really watched the Tom, Tom Holland ones.
0: Yeah, I'll think about it. I think it the first really one's really
1: good. The second one's it has Jake Hall who <clears> we'll <throat> talk about him in a second. But, um, but that's like a fun little edition even though it's like kind of a mess of a movie um but it's like ooh italy i mean i don't know
0: most marvel movies are mess of films now come on now
1: now come on now um another trailer that came out was for the outfit which is like a kind of like a mystery i don't want to say it's like agatha christie act but it's like you know it's it takes place in one location and it's like crime and mystery and that kind of a period piece thing anyway yeah, listen
0: at the end of the day that is her staple i think we're allowed to say things are like agatha-esque i really think like yeah. she was a pioneer for that that genre that writing style we wouldn't that, have like, said-
1: this movie without her
0: you know I don't think we would have had um, Knives Out without her.
1: Oh, absolutely not.
0: No. You're right. Um, anyway. I will say it.
1: People in it are Zoe. You... I never know how to pronounce her last name. Dutch? Is it like... Do have...
0: <gasps> oh my God, wait, stop. I have not, I don't even know what movie you're talking about. I, don't, I, I just said the outfit. Trailer.
1: Well, you're gonna have to watch the trailer after, babes.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like, I literally don't know of it. Like, you know how we like usually are in the film in the in the film universe, and I'm in we the know movie, yeah. coming up. Yeah, no, I didn't know. I literally didn't even know this was gonna be a thing. It's mm-hmm. Zoe Deutsch.
1: Also, Dylan O'Brien is in it, um, and Johnny Flynn, who was in <laughs> Emma, and we see his butt oh. in Emma. So that's great <laughs> and Mark Ryan that is was, was, great
0: okay. was it was
1: okay it's
0: wonderful before we even go on the praises i can sing for zoe Deutsch. she is one of my favorite actresses of all time
1: i think she's very underrated and i think i think she is too
0: i so. i really hope so i think there's a lot of things that are slept on that come from her i think she's so she's so personable she's so phenomenal do you know who she's related to do you know who her mother is
1: i definitely know it but i'm forgetting it at the moment who's your mother
0: you're looking it up you don't even remember (laughs) literally because no no i'm looking it up because i'm forgetting her name right now it's miss back to the future why am i forgetting her name
1: oh 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 oh, i don't know why i'm forgetting her name
0: yeah Uh, as you make fun of me (laughs) don't be
1: mean leah thompson
0: yeah, thank you, Leah Yeah, yes, that yes, is her yes. mother.
1: Oh, my, my friends are going to be mad at me for forgetting her name. But you know what, I don't need oh, to see, remember every um, I, at my, name. I don't have I'm mad at
0: myself for, for forgetting her name, because Back to the Future is some of my favorite films, like that trilogy, love.
1: <laughs> Anywho, trilogy? So
0: yeah, that's not the whole trilogy, the third one we don't talk about. <laughs> oh my about. <clears throat> anyway. We don't talk about her. Um, no, but yeah, Zoe Deutsch is just so phenomenally like talented. She's so charismatic, too. There's just something about her. She is Can in her hot girl era.
1: She's in her hot girl <laughs> era. Um, yeah. She's like kind of like, she has girl next door energy, but like grown up or like she's just yeah. that girl.
0: For all those people out there who aren't so familiar with her or if you want to get more acquainted with her, um, I highly recommend the film Buffaloed.
1: Oh, is that one the- not also has, what, are we Plaza in it? Or no, she up?
0: is not in that. That's You're a making buffalo. that up. That's
1: a different Buffalo. <clears throat> no, it's a I
0: Buffaloed, bed. like, like, E.D., Buffaloed. Mm. <clears throat> it takes place in upstate New York in Albany, and basically she her character gets involved in, like, this, this scam of, like, debt collection. Mm. And it sounds boring. It sounds like, I'm not... I want to go in with very little detail because it's one of those movies. It's probably in my top 10 movies. Honestly, it's so smart. It's yeah, I so know.
1: I've just heard mixed things about it. So, but <coughs> I mean, I might as well give it a, a, a shot if you support it, you know,
0: it's so good.
1: Um. Anyway, so that's kind of the end of that segment, but touching on a recent album, Miss Red Taylor's version uh after we've rated the original and all that. Um, how how are we feeling about the new one, the vault tracks, uh, all too well, 10 minute version, next eras? What are our thoughts? Like we've spoken about yeah. this a little bit, but let's share. Let's share.
0: Let's share. Um, you know, what what is what is the podcast without me having, like, really unpopular opinions?
1: Oh, I'm about it's, to it's, shoot you in the <clears> face.
0: <laughs> it's not the podcast. Anyways, Um, not not to say that they're unpopular. I think some of them hold, like, cold water. And I think you'll agree with me on some of them. Some of the production changes were not, I wasn't the biggest fan of. Um, or like her vocal intonations and in some of it, but overall, fantastic. Like the whole album is fantastic. It breathed new life into the album. I like that it's like a <clears throat> reflective piece of her and her current state now being able to go back to this time that was a not so great moment in her life. Mm-hmm. And she's in a really great place and she's able to hold onto those emotions and evoke them once more i as i brought up in that episode i was so excited for the last time we recorded and baby did that not disappoint did it did it send me to nirvana and back it was so good did we lay on the floor Uh, and listen to it i did not i should have i was in the car when i listened to it okay i should have i should have brought back the former me when i would listen to that song on the floor i'm gonna give it a try though don't you worry um and then of course the moment i knew i was super excited for it bangs it, it it is it is the moment i, I know like a little bit um,
1: more this time around but it's still not like that song for me especially now competing mm-hmm. with all the vault tracks like it kind of gets lost I, in
0: there i think you you might be surprised about my favorite vault track because I was surprised with my favorite vault track.
1: I I don't I'm not gonna even guess what is it.
0: I bet you think about me.
1: Mm. You know what? No, that doesn't quite surprise me because I think that's a lot of people's like favorite. I think it just
0: it's like, I know Taylor, it's
1: Taylor. You know
0: it just got it just got the music video, mm-hmm. so it. It definitely gained that popularity but like I feel like when I was on Swifty Twitter like not too many people were talking about it and it definitely wasn't people's favorites and the reason I said I was surprised with my choosing because you know it does feature Chris Stapleton who is a country artist no shade against him or anything but like I just when I saw that he was going to be on a track um, I don't really know his music too well but like I was just like okay another country man on a Taylor song like eh um, but I love it so much because she did not give a man a verse. She took the whole damn song for herself, and she gave a man fucking background vocals for once. Do you and know how they, good that? They feels? were good
1: background vocals. Like it, it sounded. Natural. No, it sounded
0: very well. Yeah, it sounded great. I actually talked about this song in therapy. <laughs> I.
1: <laughs> Wait, which one did I talk about in therapy? I think it was. I talked about new. a few. Anyway,
0: (laughs) I I, I talked about a few ones, Um, but I was just expressing like, it's such a, a fuck you track in the most satisfying way.
1: Yes. But at the same time, like, if it's about Mr. Gyllenhaal, I don't think he does. Maybe he did when she wrote it, but now not in the way. That it's written, yeah.
0: I think we need to separate, you know, the current from the past. And so many people, of course, are attacking Taylor once again. And it does feel like we're back in red air where they're like, Oh, like saying all these like anti
1: I think people are approaching it with like slightly more new eyes now, like realizing the age difference and all that stuff. Like, I think that some that- people
0: are, but there are still people attacking her, like, Oh, like, what is she like? She's so obsessive and all. I'm like, but Baby I, boy, I girls, think there's less.
1: There's less people like echoing that and more people shutting that narrative down where like back in 2012, it was a lot of people saying like, you know, oh, wow, boyfriends, blah, 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 blah. Um, And now it's just like tired and we know it's tired. So when people drudge it up, it's just like, you're boring. (laughs) We're done.
0: Um, The 10 minute vision, 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 the 10 minute version of, it's a vision of all too well. Um, wow! 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 Wow!
1: I, like, speak I don't think about know, what you did, but you know what you did.
0: I know what I did. The thing I'm about <laughs> to say next is really gonna piss everyone off. Uh, so we do know Miss Blonde Crazy Girl released another version of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. That Girl Autumn version. And again, I am entitled to my own personal fucking opinion. So before anyone jumps down my motherfucking throat, I like that one a little bit better. Listen, my explanation for liking it better, everyone on this podcast should know by now, I am a ballad hoe. I love me a ballad. You said it, yeah. I said it on piano or acoustic guitar, any type of acoustic, like I am pressing that button. I am turning my chair around for Taylor. Mm,
1: so that's, that, that's all reference. I
0: say. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love a good ballad. So I, I just I I yearn for it more.
1: I, as we know, I'm not as big as a, of a ballad host. So I like the production on the the album version better. I just think the way she like wove the new lyrics and with the old ones and like she didn't just like have like all too well and then like added like five minutes on at the end um yeah was just so good because like i'm vibing i'm like oh yeah i know this song and then all of a sudden boom new lyrics and i was like wait 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 what um and like that first listen was was an experience let me tell you um and what was i gonna say oh i wanted to bring up a point because, of course, like, our, I don't want to call it our Patreon podcast, like, or the one that we get inspiration from. But Last Culturistas with uh, Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang, they, of course, covered Red TV. And, you know, Taylor was the musical guest on SNL. So Bowen got yes. to meet her, got assigned uh, LP, so did Matt. Um, they were... And like they are the ones who have founded this whole Taylor Taylor binary that I now view all of Taylor's music through. And this is something I was talking to my friend Shay about. All Too Well 10 Minute Version is a it's like the first meeting of Taylor and Taylor within one song. I mean, she's given the space to do that. It's 10 fucking minutes long, but um, it's the first time you kind of get songwriter taylor meeting this vengeful persona taylor and they dubbed it taylora and i think that's Mm. interesting and i think that is something that as we get the maturation and this kind of more introspective taylor like being able to view her entire career uh now that she's kind of further on and matured more we're gonna see a lot more of that within her new music, but also I think these re-recordings, um, like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if, first off, we get a 10-minute Dear John or something off of Speak Now uh, within that uh, a longer version that kind of has this Taylora thing where it's like, okay, back then it was me approaching it in a sad way, but now I'm going to add some Taylor to it because...
0: Yeah. I realize that
1: this person really did me wrong, <clears throat> especially now that I am their age. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway.
0: I, if we're going to get extended versions of songs, like if she, as we know, has tricks up her sleeves and wants mm-hmm. to pull out more lyrics, Miss Miss Girl, I want a six plus minutes of Back to December.
1: I think, listen, I... I I don't know what more we will, she would we will have never. To say. We will
0: never get that. We will never no. get that.
1: I think if anything, it would be something like your John, where like that of course. ex is someone who was not good to her, who was not good for her, and should have known better. He should have known.
0: Yeah, as much as like we're, everyone's jumping back on this bandwagon of like, fuck you, Jake Gyllenhaal, y'all get ready for John Mayer because John
1: Mayer was worse. Okay.
0: Yes, yeah, so they much worse, this. and uh, not, not everyone, unfortunately.
1: Well, I think it's just because like in the now we're focused on red, but like his grave is not too far off, honey.
0: <laughs> and you know, it's something I am excited for because I have never been a John Mayer fan. I never will be one. Um, I always knew that I just, I always got the vibe and I was not here for him. I never will be here for him.
1: I think he's overrated. Um,
0: that and like, he just, he just exuberates like dick energy.
1: No, like it's well known and documented that he's a bit of a an asshole. A lot of an asshole, really. Like he calls his yeah. dick a white supremacist. And I'm like, uh, what, in what world and context would you think that's an okay thing to say? He's just- Also, he's, like,
0: where was he trying to get at with that?
1: I think he was saying that, like, I don't even know. I don't know the context, but, like, it doesn't matter the context. Don't <laughs> say that.
0: Yeah, don't.
1: <laughs> like, I don't. Anyway, so are you leaning more towards thinking that speak now or 1989
0: is next hmm you know like it's so hard because she loves to throw in those easter eggs and those hints and then like take a total like 180 and be like ha fuck you i'm doing something else it's so hard because you know like looking at what the the um some of the swifties have found like when she was releasing the signed cds it was in that purple font for 20 and for 20 dollars 10 2010 is when speak now came out but then like on her um her interview i forgot if it was the jimmy fallon one or the um who was the other one she was on
1: i honestly seth myers
0: seth myers it was one of the two she was she made a lot of allusions to like Wonderland, like her song and like she says, like come down the rabbit hole with us and like we're all mad like down here type thing. Mm. Um, and then a lot of people too, I saw on Twitter were speculating that her, um, for the All Too Well film, that like book cover,
1: oh, um, right, is
0: right. very reminiscent of the illustrations for Alice in Wonderland. Which I've thing, one again- of the
1: versions though, like that's not the popular version. Like they just found yeah, a Barnes and Noble version. They were like, oh my God. it's just like, I don't think there's really a connection there.
0: I mean, we can't put it past Taylor because she's a sicko like that. Listen,
1: there's so many times where it's just like, I don't think we can put it past her, but also Swifties have way too much time on their hands. And they're insane. Oh, they do. Like they're more also, insane than she is.
0: They're also pathetic, but that's that's for another mm-hmm. podcast episode. Um, I If I'm going to say speak now, Okay, that's like what my,
1: I'm leaning to.
0: Where I'm leaning towards, and, like, I would be really happy with. I mean, obviously, both of them, because both speak now in 1989, are my top three Taylor albums. So, regardless, I'm going to be so fucking unbearable. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just, the world can get ready for that, I guess. Yeah. I'm I getting mean, y'all the time to mentally prepare now.
1: I think it'd be funny if, like, a week before Christmas, she just dropped her Christmas EP, re-recorded. I don't think she will, just because I don't think it's as important for her right now to, like, take those few tracks, because half of them are, like, covers anyway. Um,
0: I can totally see her just not re-recording those two.
1: I I generally think that one she might never re-record, because it's just not, it's not important to her canon, I would say.
0: It, it's not, it's her least known work.
1: I think her least known work is the Lorax. Or wait, wasn't she no. the Giver?
0: Her... No, I was literally going to say her least known work is the Giver.
1: Or CSI. Um, you know, it's the sun's going down real early these days, like 4 fucking 30. I keep cursing. I am so sorry. No, I'm not. No, I <coughs> no we're not. Um, and it's getting me sad and so when that happens i want to put on some music and what do i put on i put on my sad indie girls and so that is what we're going to be ranking on this episode after our like half hour intro or whatever it happens listen it happens
0: it happens
1: um so i'm gonna i'm actually gonna do a little bit of a history segment it's really not history at all it's just you know when we say indie what do we mean um so i found this article uh by Denise Orbe of the Vanderbilt. I might have found the cluster. same article. Oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> look at us. Oh, wow. With our curated Google searches because certain publications pay to be higher uh, up on Google's thing. Anyway, um, so Indie is actually short for independent, which I'm sure everyone knows, but I just like to reiterate it. But what that means is that. Indie music is generally by artists who self produce or aren't represented by large labels. Um, you know, the big three, Sony, Universal, and Warner. I guess Interscope is kind of part of that now. Um, yeah. And Indie was kind of first coined by a BBC documentary uh, about the, the punk band Buzzcocks, which is a very fun name uh, on their EP Spile Scratch in 1977. And I actually always thought that indie kind of came from like the new wave movement in like the 80s and 90s, but I guess it was slightly served by like the punk movement in the 70s that we've all come to know and love. Anyway, alternative is slightly different because it's slightly more like commercially accepted, if you will, like Nirvana, Green Day, Panic! The Visco, like the people who have shirts that you see, you know, people with shirts. Anyway, uh, so independence isn't really like a prerequisite anymore, because like artists like Lana Del Rey, who was once considered an indie darling, is now considered like an indie hag. um, Is signed to Interscope Records, which is the fourth biggest label in the industry, at least in the United States. Uh, Ray wanted to learn some history. She just meandered on in. Hey, girl. Um, Anyway. Indie is sometimes used as a qualifier, such as like Indie Rock, Indie Folk, Indie Pop, yada, 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 and it seems more to do with vibes these days than it does with like actual independent labels, um, yes. you know, all, it's all about the vibes, for example, and not to talk about an artist that we don't talk about enough here, but you know, Folklore and Evermore by Taylor Swift, both feature production by Indie artists. Aaron Dessner of the National Big Red Machine, and Jack Antonoff previously of Fun currently of Bleachers. Um, But they're not quite indie records, even though they sound somewhat indie, one could say. And I think that just more has to do with like their pared down nature and like they're less produced than I think some of her recent work. (laughs) I wonder if the mic can pick up Ray Purring. On the microphone. Yeah. I can hear it. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> probably yes. Um, So Taylor is by no means a small artist. Yeah, her sound is more indie sounding. It seems to be more repaired on vibe than anything else. She has even started collaborating with more indie artists such as Justin Vernon, also known as Bon Iver, Heim, uh, a.k.a three horse girls and phoebe bridgers um so for this podcast our picks might be larger or smaller artists independent or not but the ones that feel to us like indie musicians and again i think it all has to do more with feeling like there are some that i would say are indisputably not like Billie eilish i would not call indie anymore like her
0: brother i don't know if i ever i don't know if i ever would
1: i think there was a point in time a few (laughs) years ago where she could have been considered it like more around like ocean eyes like i don't know what album that was but that album might have been more considered indie but like she sells at arenas she her brother is like a famous producer slash artist her parents are rich i'm pretty sure she's also like signed to warner or something like that like she's not she's not a small artist she's not independent um so yeah ours i think will probably all be considered indie by most people although you said that one of yours dave disagreed with you on so we'll have yes. to see
0: we what we shall say
1: um do you want to go first do you want me to go first
0: um you can go first today
1: um ladies first uh so these are in order i would say but there are some people who are in my like honorable mentions that could probably be anywhere from three to five here like only my number twos two and one were like my absolute i absolutely need to talk about them so my number five is actually someone who i recently suggested and recommended to you and that is charlie adams um she's nashville based actually did you know this
0: i did not know this
1: it's not awesome she's she's from that well not she's not from nashville she's from alabama i believe um
0: but and then she, re- relocated
1: she lives in nash a um,
0: lot of artists do that they're not from the area but then they, like they they coin themselves Nashville-based because that's where like their music career started yeah. and that's like their sound yeah
1: Well, that's like Chicago based musicians. Sometimes they're from the suburbs around it, but they all kind of have that Chicago sound. Once you get more into like music, as you get older, you realize like there's all these different sounds. There's like the Seattle sound and New York and whatever. Austin even, which is okay. Anyway, Charlie Adams actually writes for artists who I like, like uh, Chloe Moriando. Um, she writes for Peach Pit, who my brother's really into, and an artist called Valley, who I've never heard of, but she writes for them, that's cool. Um, I recently got into her, I think she's so excellent, and I'm also going to give top tracks for all of my picks, because- I'm staying,
0: I'm saying, I saying. We're,
1: we're, we're on the same, the same mind, of the same mind every single episode. Anyway. Yep um one of her singles is called backseat and i've listened to it probably like a hundred times in the past month it's so good like you want to put your windows down and just like b- vibe to it you know not to overuse the word vibe but i'm going to
0: we're going yeah. to this episode okay. because
1: it, it, again it's all about vibes so that's that's it um that's actually great um, she has a track with Novo Amor, which is uh, a band I really like.
0: I love um, Novo Amor.
1: Called Seventeen again. I said that Novo Amor is like, oh, what did I say? I said something, a really good comparison to Bon Iver. Mm. I think it was like, Novo Amor is like Bon Iver for girls who's Taylor Swift is Phoebe Bridgers. Like Novo Amor is Phoebe Bridgers, Bon Iver is Taylor Swift. It makes sense to me. Anyway, um, if you liked Nothing New off of Red TV, then you'll really like that song. Um, The first track off of her album, Bullseye, is called Emo Lullaby. And it is so good. It makes me feel things. It reminds me why I'm in therapy. Thank you, Charlie. Um, And I just think we can expect to see a lot more great stuff from her. Like I wouldn't be surprised if she really like just blew up in the next year or two um, and she would deserve it. I think she's so talented and more people just need to take notice.
0: Yeah, um, I am so happy you showed me her. I literally yesterday I. I am obsessed 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 with her cover of the 1975s i like america and america likes me
1: i still haven't listened to it because i was never that into the 1975. um i like a few of their songs but that's not one that i'm familiar with so maybe i'll listen to her version and yeah of it. yeah
0: so um as most of you probably know i am a. a, a a white man's whore for the entire band, the 1975. I love their music so, so much. I just love them. And-
1: Gay people love the 1975. Have you noticed this? What? Have you noticed this? Gay Notice what? love the 1975.
0: <laughs> Gay people love too many things, unfortunately. They ruin the good things.
1: Are we being they really homophobic? <laughs>
0: I mean, why not?
1: Anyway. Anyways.
0: Anyways. <laughs> uh, um so I'm actually very curious for you to listen to this cover and then to listen to the original because they are so different. Like
1: I like when covers the, are different.
0: Yeah, the 1975's <laughs> version is like very heavily produced and sonically mm. so experimental. And her cover is just acoustic and like laid back and drawn back and it makes the song so much more beautiful and I think it adds new meaning to the song it adds new layers and like It helped me honestly understand the song better because I like I like the song from the 1975 but like lyrically I thought like some of their songs are just very experimental or kind of you feel like lyrically are all over the place and you're like, what's going on? And like, so this kind of let me like settle with the lyrics and like sit there and think them through. And I was like, wow, this song is actually genius. And she was the one who helped me see it because she stripped it all back from the production. Mm -hmm. Um, So I listened to it probably 10 times yesterday at least. And then probably twice today the bare minimum at least um yeah so that's all i have to say about her i'm really excited to see where she goes with her future i think she is going to bloom and blossom and i really hope people will start to take notice of her because she is not someone to mess with in terms of like her musicality it's fantastic
1: mm. Mm-hmm. So who's your yes. number five, babe?
0: So going into my number five, I don't know, you probably might not know her. Like she's an indie artist. <laughs> true, uh, she's an true, indie artist. <laughs> true and true. She like she so she is a smaller artist. She only has one album and one EP out at the moment. Her name is Samia.
1: Oh, yeah, I know Samia.
0: Okay. I really so, like her. Yeah, I got into her because of Dave. Dave's a huge fan of her.
1: I knew that. I think yes, that was, he, is what inspired me to listen to her for full album because I think I had just listened to her EP.
0: Her EP, yes, her most recent EP. So we just saw her in concert um, within like the past month or so. So we saw her live um, and she is just so good live. She's such an incredible vocalist and she's such a down to earth human. She was so adorable and just like, you know, talking between her songs and just like being so like thankful and like generous of people's support and like being so shell shocked that people know her lyrics and are there for her. Like such a genuine artist. Um I love just her sound. I love her lyrics. So I my top three songs from her my favorite song is Minnesota it's
1: I do remember liking that one
0: it's very catchy lyrically it's so mesmerizing Mm um one of her more more popular songs is There's something in the movies love that song too that's that's
1: also a great song I love a song that relates to the movies
0: (laughs) we love a song about film I mean we are we are Mm -hmm. film and films. then her, we are film, and then another one of her popular songs um, from her EP, show up.
1: I love that song.
0: It's such a good song. Like I,
1: Ugh, it rocks.
0: Dave and I make, like, a joke about it, but I think we're so true about it. Like, when we bought these tickets, and he was so excited to see her, and it was before I really got into her music, he helped me get into her. He's like, babe, we're making a ground floor investment right now. Like, he's like, this is the moment. Like, we are making one. And I think, like, as funny as it is, I think he's so right about that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think she is going to be big one day. Like, so anytime soon... She's
1: already, like, getting there. Like, I see people I know talking about her.
0: Yeah, she she will be the moment she already is the moment but like she just needs that like little bit of um i don't even know what to call it like that basically that support and that like that fan base to spread out
1: i think and once she she gets herself out there opens for like a more popular indie artist she will absolutely have oh
0: for sure and she's already going on tour she's already going on tour again like she literally just i think when we saw her, it was like the end of whatever tour she's on and she's already going on another one. You so guys coming take you know? Yeah, so she's coming back to Nashville in February. So I believe Dave and I will definitely get tickets again because she's great.
1: Have you listened to her cover of uh, When in Rome's The Promise? I have not. I am obsessed with it. It is like the production on it is so good. Like... She reinvented the wheel with that one. Oh, I'm okay. so
0: sorry. I have heard this song. I'm okay. Like, I, it's, yeah, it's from her EP. I yes. don't, again, she's number five in my list because she's someone who's so new to me where I don't know all her music yet, mm-hmm. but I do thoroughly enjoy her so much. And like, I'm so excited to see where her music takes her. So, yes, I did hear this song. It is good. I mean, this uh, whole EP is great. Yeah. Oh,
1: she's, she's, she's great. I am very she's excited. I'm so
0: glad show. you know her.
1: I I try to stay up. I try to
0: stay in the know. No, it's okay. Like I, <laughs> when it comes to like certain genres or artists, like I'm so like in my own like bubble where like yeah. I don't know certain people. So like I don't know. It's fun to explore. So like I'm really excited for like listeners who are listening to us right now to check out these artists.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I I often stay listening to the same artists I've known for years. So me listening to a new artist is like. And getting into them genuinely is a big deal for me.
0: It is. A same, same for me. It's a very big deal for me. Because I'm very... I have trust issues getting into new artists.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so number four on my list is someone you probably definitely know. Um, and that's Miss uh, Lucy Dagus.
0: Yes, of course. Of
1: course. Um, of course. And if you don't know her by now, listeners, well, now you know. Um, she's from Richmond, Virginia. And that's part and I feel like a lot of her more recent album and also I think her her first album as well, but uh I think she's excellent. Um so I think she is the most vocally talent member of like the boy genius trio, if that's what mm. you want to call them, you know, out of Phoebe Bridger's Julian Julie Baker. And I think yep. she deserves more love and acclaim. Um home video, her most recent record was kind of like the sound of the summer for me. Like it was I just had it playing a lot and it made me feel all the feels and all that. Um I just bought it on vinyl. Uh but I'm not listening Yay. to it yet because I I bought it for like a family member to give me for Christmas because like I was out and it was there and I was like, okay, I want it. So let's just save a family member from having to go out and get it themselves. Anyway, I think that the specificity of emotions that she can convey are, I'll I'll describe it as like she's one foot in the present and one foot in the past at all times, Um, where like she kind of has that Taylor, reverence where like she's able to draw on her past in such an insightful way and apply it to her present that it's just like if that's artistry baby um yeah i don't work for pitch so i don't know how to quite describe it but you know um <laughs> whatever basement they're
0: <laughs> whatever basement <laughs> they're in <laughs>
1: Ooh. anyway um so my top tracks are Night Shift, which is the first track of her 2018 release historian. It's a goddamn journey of a song. It's a wonderful foray into her mind and style. It's just a a delight of a track. It really is. Um, uh, VBS, which is from her recent uh, home video, uh, draws on her past of course and seems anticlimactic in a way, like sonically, but it's like a non-song and is fantastic in its simplicity like you just gotta hear it to believe it I'm describing it awfully but like you'll know what I mean when you hear it because you're all gonna listen to it you're listening to it right now you just don't hear it um (laughs) anyway um and then another track from her most recent album is um Brando and speaking of songs about movies it's um it's a song about like a guy who is obsessed with, like, film and, like, tries to seem really cool and cooler than he is and pretends to be really, in like, that he knows her really well, but he doesn't. He's just obsessed with himself. Anyway, it's a great song. uh Also, her cover of Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen is wonderful. I listened to it all the time i somewhat prefer it to the original no friends bruce oh but anyway i'm just waiting for her to blow up like phoebe has because i think she i
0: think she will i think she's reaching there because i'm already seeing her her name even like featured in different articles i've definitely been hearing more about her name Mm -hmm. um from the general populace i don't know like you said she's someone more low-key between the trio and i'm definitely seeing more of her so i think she is going to like skyrocket
1: i would love to see her be a musical guest on sml like i think she'd be perfect for that kind of late night vibe because they've been trying they i feel like they're so hit or miss with their musical acts
0: because yes. I'll like, get someone
1: either who's someone who's like so washed up or like obscure that they're putting they're putting too much effort or energy into it. And it's just like, girl, it is midnight. These people are just looking to like have a fun time. And that's why I think Taylor was kind of like the perfect guest for that 10 minute rendition, because it was just kind of, you know, mellow but emotional that it was like yeah. a nice break from everything that was going on in the episode.
0: Um, for sure
1: anyway that's just that's just me i oh who would i want to be the host with her Is aka who do i want to host you know who should host i'm vamping um <laughs> kermit the frog yeah i i think it'd be great to try out like the muppets x snl again like it didn't work the first time but i think if we get a muppet to host i think it'd be interesting actually i really want to see that now (laughs) i'm I'm going to all this tomorrow
0: (laughs) i am all for kermit as the the host of snl i -hmm. mean anything kermit muppet related we're both sold so Mm. but going uh, into
1: the vocalists that he currently has anyway you're number four
0: Going into my number four. Um, this is an artist that I'm actually seeing tomorrow. <gasps>
1: wow!
0: <clears throat> so excited. Her name is Brother Bird. I've and never heard of this one. Yes. Um, so a little bit of backstory of how I got into this artist. So her her real name, her non-stage name is Caroline Swan. That's
1: um
0: cool. for, <laughs> formerly caroline glazer that was her maiden name Mm -hmm. so i actually found out about this artist because she was on the voice like with within the first couple season when that show first started over like around 10 years ago i want to say if not more Um, i never
1: watched the voice but go off
0: no, so <laughs> I watched it like the first couple of seasons when that show first came out. I was like one of those things. I just I watched, I like I guess we watched as a family. Like I watched with my parents, mm. and I like she like I had this like such like deep memory of her being like the first artist to like really spark me in a way where I'm like wow, like she doesn't sound like most other artists out there like she Mm -hmm. has that not like the other girls she is not like the other girls and I was so drawn to her because of that Mm. and she didn't even make it that far in the competition I think she like was like just about to get to like the lives or something like she never made it far
1: you know I feel like a lot of those shows some of the people who don't win end up being like the most talented
0: Yes. And like, I remember, I was just like, I was so upset. I'm pretty sure. I think that's the reason I stopped watching that show is because like when she got eliminated, it was like my, my 14 year old, 13 year old vengeance <laughs> of like, I'm never watching this show again. That's um, fair. It is fair. I, I wanted her to go all the way and she didn't, but it's okay because I still followed her from that journey onwards. And she, continued to slowly release music, a lot of cover stuff. And she um, did stuff with other musicians and artists. And it wasn't until the late 2018s that she started to put out more of her own, like original music. Um, She released her debut album under her her former name, Caroline Glazer. And then her first EP under this new name, Brother Bird, came out in 2018. her first track on there, which is probably one of my favorite songs she's ever written. It's called Leave It Alone. It's so hauntingly beautiful. Um, And then the other two songs I have are, I believe also from that EP, yeah, Before Dark and Cloudy Collection. She is just has, again, such a unique tone to her voice. I love, I just love the way she sings. She's so captivating. Um, she's so beautiful too she seems like a lovely human I'm really excited to see her tomorrow so basically she's playing at like this coffee shop kind of and it's yeah. like after it's after hours so I'm really hoping that I get the chance to talk to her after the show and be like hi like I've been a big fan of yours for like literally over 10 years I feel um, like a lot of
1: those venues like almost encourage that kind of uh, yeah meeting at the end
0: what and so what venue
1: ex- is it because i know my parents went to a bunch of them when they were in nash just
0: um i gotta look up the name of the place it's literally like 10 minutes from my house well
1: everything's 10 minutes from your house not to give away your location, but like
0: yeah i'm very central to nashville so i like literally yeah. everything is pretty close um hold up i'm pulling it up right now on my on the interweb because that's how I had it. Dude, you
1: see the tomfoolery, clown bullshit that Mr. Grayson Chance pulled
0: of um, canceling some tour dates and such.
1: He canceled like almost an entire U.S. tour. Yeah. Because he's like, mm, I'm coming out with new music, and I think it's gonna be my best music. So canceling these tour dates. he's
0: like lol fuck all of you um so the name the name of the place it's called bongo java it's a coffee shop
1: that's not what it's went to, but i like the name of
0: that yeah no it's um so it's right across the street from belmont university so it's like a local like like college i guess local coffee shop yeah so they have something called bongo java after hours where they Mm. have this like musical stuff so it's her and two other artists i think performing and so it's a very obviously intimate venue. It's a coffee shop. It's nice though. So, I'm so excited. That's and again, so it's awesome. an art. It's an artist I feel like I've been following for literally over 10 years. Someone who I've really just admired her craft, her voice, and just her being her and doing her thing. Um, and it's exciting too, because she lives locally. She's Nashville based. She like actually lives in Mount Juliet, which is like 20 minutes outside the city. Mm um so she lives close by and this is basically like a home for her and it's almost it's like a hometown show if you know what i mean Mm. um but no like again like 14 year the 14 year old me is like fangirling thinking about seeing her live for the first time
1: that's wonderful look at that for like full circle kind of a moment
0: and I can tell her how, I'll be like, if I meet her tomorrow, I'll be like, oh my goodness, I talked about you in my podcast yesterday.
1: Absolutely. Full circle. I think she would love that. Um, I, I love that. Um, so my number three is another artist that I've recommended Craig listen to. Whether he did or not is beyond the point. I won't be upset if he didn't, but I think he did. Anyway. And it is Aurora, who I don't even know. I would consider her indie just because she's just not as well-known as I feel like she should be. And she, it's hard to pin down her sound, essentially. Um,
0: She has a very unique sound. I did listen to her when I was still home in New York after you told me to... I queued her up on my Apple Music, and I want to say it was, like, a drive home from your house. Or it, it definitely was, because I
1: think you told me about it.
0: <laughs> yes, so I did listen to her. She de- She definitely has one of those sounds that is, like, hard to categorize.
1: Yeah, so she's actually Norwegian. She's from Norwegia. Um.
0: <laughs> European singers coming through.
1: Um, she's 25. Uh... And she released her debut EP, Running with the Wolves, at age 19. But her first album, I think, came out in, like, 2013 or 2014. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I just think, you know, in in defining her vibe, I would just say, like, ethereal. Ethereal, like, pop, folk influence stuff. Like, maybe in Norway, this is... No, I don't even think this is, like, what Norwegian music sounds like. I think she's just something all her all her own. Um, her voice, her lyrics, and her sound, like, all work to create this, like, this musical experience that I can, like, only compare to, like, Enya, where, like, Enya's music is, like, it's not, I don't want to say it's, like, nap music, but, like, if you want to cure a headache, you put Aurora on, you put Enya on, and it's, like, headache gone, you're in heaven um yeah like if if she was like featured on like a lord of the rings adjacent like series soundtrack like i wouldn't be surprised um so much so that she was featured on the frozen two soundtrack there have you seen frozen two i don't i don't care (laughs) if you haven't i I was just oh hell no
0: hell no (laughs) i hated the first one
1: Anyway, <laughs> for those <laughs> of the those are the besties who have seen Frozen 2, in the song, Into the Unknown, which is like the let it go of Frozen 2, <laughs> there's this other voice that kind of does this like ah, in the background um, and that's Aurora. She came into the studio and she did that. And Idina Menzel is obviously Elsa in that song, but. Aurora is this this kind of this voice that's out there, and it's very beautiful yeah. and wonderful. Um Anyway, now this is a notable track, not one of my top tracks, but her song Runaway was written when she was 11 years old. Uh And I just think it's an incredible track that um I think a lot of people know without knowing they know. It got really popular on TikTok. Mm. This... I think this year this year is fucking long but so that's a popular one but my top tracks personally are the river um i've cried to that track a lot of times it's very cathartic and there's like this one part in it and like the bridge that has almost like these little whispers of like you can fly from peter pan like the original animated film uh mm-hmm. And she also has this lyric in that, in like the chorus that says, do you miss the sadness when it's gone? And that lyric fucks me up. Cause sometimes I do. Cause like when I'm no longer sad, it's just like, oh, what the hell am I supposed to think about? And I just made myself yeah. again anyway. So, you know, um, her song home, like kind of just takes me to a different plane of existence and it's from her album, All My Demons Greeting Me as a Friend from 2014, which I think is her best album. And I don't know if this one was ever on an album. It might've just been a single release, but uh, Exist for Love paired with the music video that she herself directed, it will will make you believe in love. If you're a skeptic of the idea of love, like I have- As many of us are. As many of us are. You will not be anymore. You'll either fall in love with her or just be open to the idea. Um, I I get I go feral for this song. And an additional song, even though I only said three, she has a song called Black Water Lilies, and it will make you feel yeah. alive. And I just feel very blessed and fortunate to be alive at the same time as her. I just think she's a wonderful pure soul and her music. Perfectly captures like her essence, and uh, it's just I'm very glad to have it in my life. It is, I'm so I'm so I have no words. I have no more words to say about her.
0: It's so okay. The fact that you have four tracks, one of my artists that I have on here, I. Put four tracks because I couldn't stick to three. One of them's kind of like an honorable mention track because I listened to it again recently, and I was just like, "We need to talk about this track." We
1: can talk about as many tracks as we want, really. This is our we podcast. really can because it's,
0: it is our podcast. It's our rules, so mm-hmm. anywho, it's our house. Um, we can. I don't know the <laughs> lyrics of
1: that anyway.
0: <laughs>
1: your number. My three. number.
0: My number three. Um, I don't think you know her either. Her name is Flurry.
1: I've heard of like I've seen her recommended to me yeah. and then I've been like I don't listen to new artists no but
0: yeah <laughs> anyway. well girl I'm here to tell you today you're gonna <laughs> click that little check next time oh, no. so yes uh Flurry, her name is spelt f-l-e-u-r-i-e because mm-hmm. it is spelled a little different than like a snowflake Flurry. um looks her
1: like Allison Bree, anyway
0: She kind of does a little, yeah, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Um, Mm -hmm. Her name is Lauren, I think her last name is Stram Mm -hmm. and she's another Nashville-based girly. So cheers to Nashville. This is another artist I hope to run into on the street someday soon because I love her. Um, She is indie all-encompassing she's a smaller artist she has that indie vibe that indie sound lyrically she
1: has over three million monthly listeners is that a lot I feel like that is
0: maybe I just feel like no one knows her though
1: I mean I wouldn't say she's someone that a lot of people know so let's see her compared with like Carly Rae Jepsen has like 11 million Can yeah pull check is is it's two oh so maybe she is well-known in like I wonder if she's like really big in like another country. I
0: mean, yeah, just don't or like, know. <laughs> literally. How can we check this stats?
1: I, I need to know. Anyway. So
0: I interrupted. Any no, it's okay. Anyway, so um her one album, it's called I'm forgetting it right now, Fear and Fable. And it's from 2013. I think it's some of her. I don't even want to say some of her best work because she's been putting out singles within the past couple of years that are just as phenomenal. Um, But two of my tracks are from that album. So the first one, um, which is a single from the album, Chasing All the Stars, just the, the, the production and the lyrics are so beautiful and the way it's sung. Like I could put that song on repeat like 10 times and not get sick of it. The opening lyrics is there's a letter sealed and unopened for you. All the words that I can't seem to get out in person. I'm bad with that, but you know this all too well. Oh, Oh, and I, like,
1: did I hear? <laughs> well. did I hear?
0: And <laughs> it's one of those songs where it's just like, you're listening to it and you're like, you're, you are, like you are you are you are bathing in the, this sultry depression and it feels great. It just feels so fucking fantastic. Like you're mm-hmm. not mad, you're not sad. Um, another song from the album, it's called Summer Girl, but do not be fooled by the name because it's not bright and scared. sunshiny and pretty. Yeah, no, it, it's another mm-hmm. sad bop, mm-hmm. love it. And then she released a single in 2017 called Hurricane. It's like a five minute song. Out of those three, I just told you, even though I think the first one I mentioned was my favorite, Chasing All the Stars. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: go, I think after this podcast, everyone should just go listen to that song. Like turn the lights off, just like lay there and listen to it. You will feel things. You
1: you know that's how I like to listen to music.
0: Yeah, you will be moved. Mountains have fucking moved for this single. I know <laughs> they have. They have, and she's another one where, again, I mean, you just brought it up, that I guess she has, like, 3 million listeners per month on Spotify, which is, like, kind of shocking to me, because I thought she, it'd be a lot less, but, I mean, good for her, because she deserves it, if not more. Like, I... And, again, it's so, like, the thing that's, like, so what makes indie music, again, indie, going back to that idea of it, is because, you know, usually it's smaller record labels, it's smaller um production value, it's smaller promotional um and then also just like the genre itself is very niche and the reason it's not it's not as popular like not everyone's going out to listen to it so of course they're not going to be selling out arenas Mm -hmm. however she is someone that I think is so underrated or just not talked about enough and I really hope that like, going forward, she gained that longevity and, like, that little push that, like, brings her up to, like, more audiences because it's what she fully deserves.
1: I think she might have all these followers because she's been featured on some, like, cover albums and, like, yeah. soundtracks. So that might be part of it.
0: That's um, what I was thinking. Or, like, when... Um, or when Spotify makes like their own playlist of like hot new music or like artists yes. and like yeah you know, like ty- one of those type things for sure. Yes,
1: I think she's been featured in a lot of those. Um, but yeah, now you keep on giving me freaking new artists to listen to. I have to expand my artistic palette. i it to the same five artists over and over <laughs> until the end of time. Come on, anyway. I know. Um, But here we
0: are. Here we are getting new music.
1: Here we are again. Anyway, (laughs) I need to stop with the Taylor references. I need to, but I won't. Um, Number two, my number two artist. Uh, I don't know if this will be surprising. No, it won't be. Um, It's someone we know, someone we've spoken about on this very episode a few times now. And all I have to say to introduce her is calling all farbs calling all farbs
0: she is also my number two
1: what are the fucking odds oh baby bridge Phoebe, um i'm not introducing her she, i mean i already did but like we don't need to give <laughs> a, a wikipedia biography her, her- for her
0: her on our podcast or if we had a talk show one day i'm not introducing her Just walk ladies out, and gentlemen yeah <laughs> get out here um, i'm
1: just kidding i'd be so fucking nice to her i'd be singing. i would i'd be
0: so nervous i would be shaking
1: um anyway i i don't even know it's a say about Phoebe that hasn't been said that I haven't said publicly already. Like, she just we is... We talk
0: about her probably almost every episode. Pro-
1: yeah, she's like the Bill leader yeah. Taylor Swift <laughs> of the pod. Um, yeah. You know, those other things that we said we talk about every episode. Taylor, we've done a lot recently because she's mm-hmm. been... She's had a lot going on at the moment. Bill... At the moment. I don't know. I guess they're they're... I think they're filming Barry... Season three, or they're editing. I don't know, whatever.
0: He's been a little MIA. Yeah. That's okay.
1: It's okay. He's also like a father. But yeah. Um, I think there's something in PB's music that's so owing to her influences, like Elliot Smith, and then like Elliot Smith's own influences of like the Beatles. Like you can hear it all. You can hear all of that California sadness, mellow rock of like uh, the past, you know, the 90s or so.
0: Phoebe could have written Dear Prudence, but the Beatles could never have written Georgia. Funeral.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean either of those songs they can have. She could have done ooh and she should cover Eleanor Rigby. But they can never do any anything that she's ever done. Anyway.
0: Nope.
1: Uh like I think it's she's one of those artists that like as I grow with her I understand her more and more and I also don't like yeah you know like certain songs I'm like I understand right away and then I grow from them a bit and I'm like oh that's silly um but she also understands that the way that she's feeling is like silly because she thinks she's as insane as I think that I am insane. And so we're kind of that same branch of like a mentally ill. So Um,
0: fun fact for everyone on the pod, Phoebe Bridgers and I are almost the same human being. We're both Leo suns and Capricorn moons.
1: So yeah, you guys are basically the same.
0: We're meant to be friends, we're meant to be. What's so exciting about Phoebe Bridgers is she's like one of those artists that like I can fully flesh out her career and remembering it like kind of at its beginning and where it is now because you know her debut album came out not long ago. And what's even more exciting is I was there for her debut album before she is what she is now. And she was such a small artist back then. And I remember being introduced to her like literally within the same week of her album coming out and having a friend be like, you should listen to this. And just like recommending her to like everyone I know after I listened to that album and like seeing other artists like start to mention her after some time. I was like, oh my God, people are starting to recognize her. And like literally now she's selling out shows.
1: Yeah, like she's one of the more, most popular like indie artists right now. I don't... Yes. I got in her, into her not, like, late, but, like, later than I feel like I should have. Like, it was late 2019. I think when I... Or maybe the summer of 2019 when I started listening to her. Mm. Um And it was mostly just, like, motion sickness because that yes. was... That was her mm. hit. Um. But, like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't listen to her music while I was in undergrad because I think I would have dropped out. <laughs> like...
0: Maybe that's the reason I did want to shop out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think this
0: it's very possible. that it came
1: to me in that kind of break when I wasn't in school. Because, um, damn, she do make, be making you rethink everything. Every um,
0: little thing. So I saw her back in September okay. of this year.
1: Brag. Oh, okay.
0: I will brag because <laughs> this is probably like the most proud I've been to going to a concert ever. I'm like, yeah, I saw mm-hmm. her no big deal. Um, and it was so last minute too that she put on this show in Nashville because Bonnaroo was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy we got tickets. It, she is just one of the artists that again, Oh my God, like life changing live. I was, Mesmerize and hypnotize, and she could have converted me on the spot to whatever the hell she wanted to. And I would say, yes. Yes. Yeah. She, she knows how to captivate an audience, and it's so effortless. And it's so, she's so, such a minimal artist in what she does. So that is a true testament to her talent.
1: Yeah. I think she really is just a true talent. And like, she comes off as like, not that she doesn't take herself seriously but like she's very casual about her yes. artistry
0: she's but so cool
1: it's it's such an interesting approach to her artistry because she is that good that it like can hold its own weight and she doesn't have to be like this per- big persona about it like it speaks for itself
0: she made so many funny jokes that night and that was just her being like casual and self deprecating. And she's just so funny. And when she did um, Chinese satellite, she introduced this song and she's like, yeah, I wrote this song because of this. And then she like related experience of like the lyric where she's talking about yelling at um my mind is going blank right now. You know, exactly exactly the lyric I'm talking about. Where what? she's basically, she, you're like who? When she's yelling at, I'm forgetting the exact term for it, but like the religious people.
1: Oh, the evangelicals. You were yeah, screaming thank at the you. evangelicals. They were screaming right back from what I remember.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so like <laughs> she like, related this the story to us, and for some weird reason, just the way she told it and like the whole, it was so fucking funny. Like I'm just like, it's she is girl. an icon. She is. She's so good. Oh, I would. I'd give up a lot to just see her as often as I can.
1: Mm. I really need to see her in concert.
0: I would but, risk it all for her. I really would. We know. We know.
1: Um, speaking of Chinese satellite, that was one of the top tracks that I listed. Um, and the lyric. Good one. But you know, I'd stand on the corner embarrassed with a picket sign. If it meant I would see you when I die. That is mm. something so... Like, this whole song is about faith and a belief system and the fact that she doesn't really have one. And, like, when she speaks about this song, she relays it to, like, when she was a kid, not really believing in God or anything like that, but, like, believing in stuff like Harry Potter. And, like, that was her Mm. higher order of, like, of understanding. Like, not... Like, wanting to believe in something because it gives them purpose but not believing in anything like, and like that, her whole faith system, um, you know, we all want to believe in something and for some of us, the closest we can get to that kind of strong belief is something like Harry Potter or star Wars or whatever. Um, and it just reminds me that like Phoebe and I are the same brand of insane and lonely. Um, Mm. Yeah. Uh, My other two top tracks, let's see. I have Smoke Signals from Stranger in the Alps, which I love like the fucking Twin Peaks kind of vibe to that song. And A lot of people have made this, have noted this, but like I got really into that album when I was watching Twin Peaks and writing my pilot. Um, And so that whole song, TV show, really inspired my writing at that time. And I, I just absolutely, I love that song. It's so melodramatic and somber. And ugh. that that lyric, and this is something that, like, I've noted in a lot of media, but, like, you must have been looking for me, like, knowing someone and looking for them before you've even met them. Mm-hmm. is like, the vibe is somewhat encapsulated on the song Punisher, where it's, what if I told you I feel like I know you, but we've never met. Yeah. That, that's a troll.
0: She is so sick for this.
1: That it makes me go fucking feral. It makes me insane. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) And my third favorite song is, um, I know the end, which is like the best like scream while you're driving over a bridge song like
0: it's a, it's, a, it's it's one of the most perfect closers to an album
1: oh it's i mean like i know the end as an ending song come on now and like she, she ends knew with,
0: exactly what she was doing
1: she ends with a bang on this one where like she kind of i feel like fades out on changing in the alps and like that i think is more fitting for that album Where for punisher yes. it makes more sense to end with like screaming um yeah but and I think it's interesting. Like the first few times I listened to that song, it always felt like two different songs, like the beginning and then when it transitions into like that. Yes. Looking at a movie, yeah. Um. But, you know, the more I listened to it, it more felt like one song. Yeah. And like that transition didn't feel so sudden. It was like, oh, this is just the rest of the song. Um, yeah. It's like so. Because it's so thematically cohesive, I think, um, and s- that album is just perfection. So, Stranger in the Alps, like I don't know if I could pick one over the other. Like I think they're both just absolutely they are both incredible. so
0: great. So, this is the artist I picked four songs for.
1: Of course you did. Of
0: course I did, Bob. Everyone knows my favorite song from Stranger in the Alps is Georgia. We all know and this. Why? We all know mm-hmm. this. I, I am gonna sit here and I'm gonna say it's an underrated track because yes. of the the meaning behind the song. It is so, it's such a short song lyrically, but it's so powerful. It's this idea that like she's madly in love. I can't even say madly, like, just in, being in love with someone, but they're not the one. And it's the whole idea of that lyric: when he gets older, he might be the one, and like knowing that that might never ever be a possibility Mm. and like there's all this turmoil within that relationship and she has such great like motifs within the song but my favorite part is the end because it's so it it hits so hard and it like literally stings when she says um if i had fixed you will you hate me would you fuck this and let us fall
1: that the way she sang that, I think it was at her Tiny Desk concert, hurts. Like, more than yeah. it does in the actual recording. But, like, yeah, if I fixed you, would you hate me? Like, ooh. As a Virgo,
0: as a fixer. <laughs> a-, a little too close to home. Yeah, you know. You- you- you know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, my others, um, I also have Funeral in here. It's one of my other favorites from stranger in the alps it's yeah, just such a melancholy song and it's so existential The song and the idea of it and like you know it's the awareness of like growing older and being thankful for like kind of where you are and like realizing yeah like things are bad but like you could be dead like this one kid from my town yeah. um wait it, there's just,
1: that, that lyric that i think i told you about a few times It's just like i have a friend i call when we board ourselves to tears are we talk yeah so we think we might just kill ourselves but then we laugh until it disappears that's us
0: that is us <laughs> that like literally another reason i love this song so much because i do think of you and like whenever i think of phoebe i think of you um oh, it's so and then yeah <laughs> that's
1: when it's a little new And then, <laughs>
0: um of course moon song don't I'm not even gonna say anything, I'm literally no. just naming this song, and God forbid, like, anyone who's listening to our podcast has not listened to that song, like, mm. well, now you know. Well, now get you know. a
1: therapist first, and then listen to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
0: like, please, please have resources, like, available. available right before you listen. Um, and then the fourth song, this is the one with four songs. Because I just listened to this song the other day because I am obsessed with her Christmas EP, which is so underrated and so not spoken about enough. Um, this one song, holy fuck, fuck, fuck. Seven o'clock news, silent night.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's like the whole the whole thing that um Simon Garfunkel did.
0: But yes. she
1: updated it and with her vocal flair. If yeah, that whole entire EP fucks me up. I can't wait to listen to it now that it's the season again.
0: I I am begging whoever is in charge, Phoebe, please put this album on vinyl. Please put the EP it's on not? vinyl. It's not.
1: Oh, she's sick. Um,
0: <laughs> I th- I think it could be like a record store day thing in the future. Maybe. I don't know. I. I which scares me because then obviously limited copies I, I just want this on on vinyl because it is so great so underrated and like listening to that song on vinyl would just like reach a whole nother level but like i said like just listening to that song it's so it's so macabre and I so
1: just noticed fiona apple is on that track why yes. didn't i know this
0: yeah and,
1: um, i also know really you're like not if we make it through december like the the title track I yeah think it is so it's depressing but it's also like kind of hopeful
0: yeah it's, it's we can talk about her this whole rest of the podcast so we gotta like, we're, we, well ugh. we're
1: going to have a phoebe episode this is basically us saying we're going to have a phoebe episode at some point we're going to talk about one or four albums Probably Stranger in the Alps, I think we should start with since it's the yeah. first one. We're
0: gonna do both. We're gonna do everything. Eventually.
1: Yeah, at, at some point, but we'll start with Stranger in the Alps. Um Who knows? Maybe it'll coming maybe it'll be coming soon. I don't know. Yes.
0: Um
1: but yeah. I mean we love Phoebe. We love Phoebe. We do. We do. We'd love to have her on the pod. Um <laughs> there's a lot of people we would. Would they want to be on the pod? No. But it's
0: Reminder, so- Rape Carney.
1: And that's my number one artist. Re- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm <the> man. <laughs> That'd be really funny though. Um so my number one. And I think everyone who knows me knows that I love this artist. She
0: with their whole heart, soul, and everything in she's you. She's
1: everything yeah. to me. I <laughs> I have never like, laid on the floor and listened to an artist the way, and, like, cried in the shower to her music, like, the way that I do. You know, with anyone else. And that is Miss Mitsuki Miyawaki. Mitsuki. Mitsuki. We're really in it now. How am I going to say? I'll start with, she is a Japanese-American singer-songwriter originally from Japan. Um, Her dad... Was a member of the CIA, which is a little. But she she doesn't like her dad. Um, so she moved around a lot anyway. Um, I think she ended up living in Texas at some point. She has a lot of songs about Texas and like the South. Um, so yeah, she, I think she has daddy issues, which is neither here nor there. I won't say anything of the sort. Uh, her album. Y'all can put
0: the clues together. <laughs>
1: Her albums, uh, cause she's had quite a few. Um, Lush came out in 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. Retired from Sad, New Career Business came out in 2013. Bury Me at Makeout Creek came out in 2014, which is my personal favorite. And I think a lot of people's favorite. Um, Puberty 2 came out in 2016. Be the Cowboy came out in 2018, which I think is her most popular, like commercially I was gonna say, definitely album. her most
0: popular, yeah.
1: Um and. She has a new album coming out called Laurel Hell in 2022 and I'm very excited. It comes out in February, a little bit before Valentine's Day. So I will be yearning Um, okay, my top tracks and then I'll, 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 I'll go more into it. I suppose if I want to, I might have my own Mitski episode. We'll see. Um, Francis Forever is a fantastic song autumn really does come when you're not yet done with the summer passing by she said that i felt that um i i really could just say that like all of bury me at makeout creek deserves like a top three spot like that album is just everything to me it is so it's like her at the top of her craft but like she did it again another few albums like all, like she mastered it her like third try and then she just kept on doing it on the rest of them. <sighs> come on now, come on now. The uh,
0: iconicism of it all.
1: Yeah, so like all that album should be on this list, but I think it's a notable standout and it also features her middle name, Frances. Um, this was I think my top song from last year, um, Your Best American Girl. Um, it's, like, that, it's really, like, the ballad of the immigrant, the American immigrant. Um, like, not only is it lyrically and sonically genius, but, like, I think it puts Mitski on display and, like, her childhood on display, and, like, it's very autobiographical, and it's just, it's great. Um, Pink in the Night is, like, that... It is the two E's yearning song. Um, there's that lyric. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break my own heart. I hear my heart breaking tonight. Do you hear it too? It's like a summer shadow with every drop of rain. Singing, I love you, I love you, I love you. <sighs> it's a song that you put on at 2 a.m. when you're up late thinking about that person. And it's like, all right, time to go glow pink in the night in my room over this person who, you know, two ships in the night kind of a situation or, uh, you know, it's just, it's, if you're, if you're yearning for a person, that's the track. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to one of, she's released two songs off of her new album um the second one being the only heartbreaker which fucking slams oh my god it's so good like she's going into like a more electric kind of a route but like it fits her style so well because she used to be like more she was always kind of electric but like more pared down but this is like more produced sounding but it doesn't sound like Mm. produced you know what i mean like sometimes artists yeah. get more produced like Ed Sheeran, and their stuff sucks. But it her her vibe is still there. And if if we know one thing, this episode's all about vibes. And they're there. Um so I mean, I'm sure if I looked into it, I could I could fully understand what it is about her music that like gets me the way that it does because like yeah people are like oh i love meant to be like her music's so sad and it's depressing and i love being depressed and it's like no you don't you you love being understood by another person um like she's a great singer songwriter but i think that she just understands that kind of everyday desperation of being a woman stuck in her own mind traps And is very cognizant of her own flaws. Um, There's like this unhealed child in her. That she is very aware of. And she makes you aware of. Um, She makes her pain beautiful. And I think that's very aspirational for all of us who deal with pain in the normal way. Um, And... Yeah, I just, it, it's like, where Phoebe's music makes me need therapy, Mitski is the therapy. But I was both, like,
0: Mitski, yeah. They
1: both get me, but like, Mitski helps me heal my inner child.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. They, they literally, one pres- provides um the trauma and the other provides the service to heal from the trauma.
1: Absolutely. And that's For why sure. Mitski's my number one. I, I, I just mm, mm, Mitsuki warrior right here.
0: So going on to my number one, this is going to be the hot take of the episode where I think I will get some pushback in terms of labeling. Maybe this artist as indie. um, I will justify it to the best of my ability and i'm i'm ready i'm honestly curious to see your opinion because i can see you going both ways with it um so both
1: ways
0: <laughs> and my number one artist i chose was lord
1: oh no yeah she's in thank you
0: yeah she's popular okay. but
1: she is
0: exactly how she started out yes yes yes
1: yes and i think that like if you look at her collaborators, like they're all indie artists.
0: Yes. Like Jack. Like um, come on. Yeah. So Miss Miss Ella Yelich O'Connor, of course, Queen of the indie scene. So the
1: kiwi scene too. Of
0: the of the kiwi scene too. So I, like, I don't even know where to start with Lord. I really don't because. Mm. She just, yeah. We're getting
1: emotional about like our top, our top, our ones. number ones.
0: We're <sighs> like I can't
1: even, I can't even talk about because
0: it. Because it's so funny. Because I obviously remember when she first came out. So her Love Club EP hmm. came out in 2013. Um, Such
1: a time. And then
0: later that year, her debut album came out. And I remember hearing her songs on the radio, mm-hmm.
1: and Royals. I thought we all remember it.
0: We all remember it, but like I was never really, I wasn't at that point really into her. It wasn't until like a friend.
1: I think we were all like, still getting her our feelers out for her. Like we we're like, okay, yeah. what else?
0: Like I think some people were like, like fans right from the get go, and that's so cool. And I wish I was, but like there was, I don't know, I just. And also, again, it was that phase of my life where it was like late high school, I still probably only listened to pop music. Like I literally did not have music taste whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I like exploring different genres was probably terrifying to me. And I was probably like, what is this? This doesn't sound like it would be on the radio. I'm not gonna listen to it. Cause again, when like I was a teenager, I had no taste in music or really full conception of music. Um, so, I would say after that album came out, maybe like a year or so afterwards is when I really got into her and well before melodrama came out, thankfully. So I was there for the release of melodrama, her second album, which is, it's so hard for me. Cause I've had people ask me what, how do I rank her albums? And like, it's so challenging because pure heroin and melodrama are so special to me. And, such completely different ways that I don't know if I can put one over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Solar Powered, that just released recently. That's probably her most indie album of the three. Would, and you would her- say so? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hmm. Even though, like, she's at the the pinnacle or the height of her career, and she's the most famous and most popular, and like selling out her concerts like within like minutes just the sound itself of the album
1: i feel like pure heroin is her at her most indie okay. just because like she was I
0: respect that yeah
1: it was a lot of like self-production and like you know i mean getting help from people but like i feel like there was a lot of i don't even know how to describe it it's very hard because i i i i can't separate my subjective from objective feelings about yeah it's really hard and that album which it's growing on me still but i still don't love it as much as i love pure heroin and especially melodrama like melodrama i think is her best album i think you know the way that very me at makeout creek is like mitsuki perfecting an album and like perfecting her sound that's what melodrama is for, Lord.
0: I like, can agree with that. It's
1: perfect. Like I think pure Harwin is like wonderful, but it's it's her still learning how yes. to be.
0: Yeah, I I can totally agree with that. Um, Solar Power has grown a lot on me. It's still probably in the lower ranking of her albums for me personally, but yeah. I remember when. I think I was just not expecting that sound when it was first released and the yes. direction she was going and that's what really threw me off, but yeah. I've come to appreciate it so much more within, I'd say like the past month or so. Um, interestingly enough, it's Dave's favorite. He loves solar power. He
1: That doesn't surprise it, me actually.
0: Yeah, no, it's very much his sound. It's very much his brand. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's, if anything, he's the one who's helped me appreciate it more. So I'm very thankful for him because of that. Um, In terms of my top three songs, I don't even know if these are my top three songs from her. These are just, like, songs I kind of picked out from each album that I'm just like, wow, great songs, Mm. great vibes. Um, Hard Feelings, Loveless from... Melodrama is probably one of my all time favorite Lord songs. It is just so cinematic. And so it is perfection.
1: That album's very cinematic. And I think yeah. that's what I mean about her artistry coming into flux.
0: Yes. Um, my next track I picked that I listened to very recently, Lord finally released her deluxe version of Solar Power. So one of the bonus tracks, Helen of Troy, if you have not given it a listen, I highly recommend. It is so I feel good. I like
1: think I have, but I don't remember. Like I, I remember listening to it, but I don't remember what it sounds like whatsoever.
0: No, it's okay. It just like lyrically and sonically, I'm like, it just like pulled me back into Solar Power. It's like, wow, this is a really good fucking track like this is this mm. banks and then my last one from pure heroin it was one of her singles from the album uh, which you know i'm never gonna deny the ability of a single but oh my god like i understand it's a single and it's one of her popular songs but i think it deserves all the credit that should be given it and that is tennis court
1: it is very good for as young as she was when she released that album. Like I was blown away by how talented she was at her age.
0: Yes. And it's literally, it's the opening track for Pure Heroin. It's just, uh, it's the perfect way to open it. It's so, it's such a captivating song, sonically, lyrically, vocally. I, uh, I just can't imagine not loving that song. And for the people who sleep on that song because it was a single or because do people it's popular. actually
1: sleep on that
0: song there are definitely people who probably do i think there's people who probably associate it with like you know like royals because it was on the radio type thing and they're just it, like oh royals like that's also good like
1: just because it's I mean, on the radio all... doesn't mean it's bad
0: but people like to think that well because, they're, like, they're... people
1: like to be special though like oh well if everyone has it it's not special anymore it's yeah like... no but <sighs> okay you're dumb
0: I, like I think it was the team royals and tennis court all ma- definitely made like air with the radio streaming and yes. tennis court is just on another level I mm. oh the the lyric where she's like I'll be getting on my first plane I see the veins of my city like they do in space I think I listen to that song every time I fly because this. of that lyric specifically oh, so good
1: oh so good oh wow Oh Lord, um, oh
0: Lord, oh Lordy Lord.
1: So I'm just gonna share my short list.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and like I have like one song, ish, uh, by each artist. So my short list is the Cocteau Twins. Um, good track by them is Cherry Colored Funk. Um, mm. I also have Fiona Apple. Um, and I think her greatest song, and I think everyone knows that her greatest song is Shamika, but. Hot Knife is also very good. Um, I had Lord on my short list. Uh Ribs is obviously yeah. my favorite song because I'm a nostalgic bitch. Um, Julian Baker, I think all of Boy Genius is incredible, but especially Catch Idaho. Um Left at London. Uh Revolution Lover is like her big hit, but I think Reading on a Ghost is also really great. Um Lawrence Welch aka Florence of the Machine
0: Um uh, star.
1: sky full of song from highest hope is that song. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> Beach Bunny uh I really like I like April by her. it's one of her less popular songs from that uh, album. I think Cloud nine is probably her one of her top songs. everyone knows that one. And it's a good song, but I like April better. Um, and Muna, who is a group and not all girls, some of them are non-binary. Um, I mean, Silk Chiffon featuring our girl Phoebe, of course, is like that. Is like I think that is
0: a that was the song of the summer. As I said, the song of summer, some of the song of the year, song of the decade. It dare I go on,
1: but also everything from their album about you is. So good. Honestly, they've been very underrated for way too long.
0: No, they're very big now.
1: They are finally getting the the credit they deserve. They're in their oats. They, they're doing their oats.
0: They and, are selling uh, out tours. They well, are yeah, selling out tours. They're
1: opening for Casey Musgrave, so like that's yes, big. they should yeah. be a headliner. Though I think they're next tour. They will be. Ooh, they should tour uh Samia.
0: That'd be so fun. I would love that.
1: Anyway, do you have a short list or no?
0: Um, I only had one honorable mention. I could have came oh. up with more, but I really wanted to stick with like my top five for one. No, once, that's which is fair.
1: I'm flimsy. So unlike
0: no, it's so unlike me. So my only honorable mention you talked about earlier in the episode, Heim. Mm. Love Heim um i never really got that
1: into them i don't know what it is about them like i like all the music i've heard from them but like i don't know maybe it's because there's three of them and they're all sisters
0: yeah no it's okay okay. i um it literally takes me back to 1989 tour for taylor swift they were one of her openers and they were so good i think they were
1: i don't think i missed their set i think i missed most of sean mendez's set because we got there a little late because of traffic.
0: Yeah, that's okay. It um, <laughs> was not giving share. <laughs> it was not. Um I honestly to this day I'll stand by it and you the the Heim fans will come for come after my throat for it. It's fine. I I love their debut album. It's my favorite album of theirs. I
1: don't know if that's a hot take. I think a lot of people like their debut.
0: Yeah, but their their most recent album, um Women in Music Part 3, Everyone loves that album, and it's one of those albums I just like haven't I given saw mixed views on it. I don't know. I, two different I have things. I guess no, it's okay. We're on two different Twitters. Yeah. Um, I just haven't given it the appreciation and the really the listen it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't listened to the album fully through, which is probably like the worst thing to admit. I really just haven't done it. Um, but yeah. in terms of their debut, their debut album, Honey and I. Is such a feel-good song. Oh, it just I can listen to it forever. And then their their sophomore album, Something to Tell You. Uh, I love Walking Away. It's so mm, I don't know any brings. of the
1: songs, but it's okay. Word. It brings
0: what it needs to. And then of course my song number five from their debut album as well. Cause it, it has that like rock aspect to it and it's a little more grungy. It's so a it's a fun track.
1: I think they remind me of the chicks. Okay. I think they're like the modern day, less country the chicks.
0: Well yes, because I they are that not tracks. country
1: at all. Well I know <laughs> like, like oh, yeah but they know I feel like some of their tracks have like that kind of not southern or like country but like americana kind of Shania twain energy of country like a very let's go girls da kind of a vibe do you know what i mean yeah i think some of their songs
0: they were their ones
1: anyway but I yeah it has it that so I, I, I know
0: I, what you're like. saying like it definitely has that influence
1: <laughs> you know the ended it let's go girls stupid anyway <laughs> so those were our indie girls not all of them i wouldn't say are sad like i think sad is just something fun to say but
0: yeah it's just the umbrella term for it yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. i would say all the artists i listed at least in my end were sad in one way or another for sure though
1: i've been sad to all of these artists in some
0: capacity. and that's what counts
1: yes 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 but i'm also always sad that's my super it's like i'm hulk That's my secret. I'm always angry. Anyway. um, (laughs) Anyways. This episode is influencing me to update our featured music playlist because I've been like adding songs here and there when I remember, but like I used to, when I was editing, write down songs that we mentioned that I think were relevant and I totally have forgotten to do that, which is bad because I'm not going through all the episodes i don't want to listen to my voice um i should honestly just hire someone no i shouldn't that's a waste of money <laughs> anyway but
0: you're like you're like we're gonna get a, a um, assistant honestly I, i'd be real i probably could
1: i could get an intern um <laughs> college credit uh, Literally. no i'm very diy so i think a winter break task for myself will be figuring out you know how to update that featured playlist without having to re-listen to everything i might just skip around and be like yeah this is something we mentioned yeah i've been trying to write them down recently either while recording or editing it's just a goddamn
0: mess it's okay It'd be like that sometimes we can only do what we can only do
1: mm-hmm. um so that was the episode. Um, next episode, I'm actually recording tomorrow night without Craig. I'm cheating on him, but also he's going to be at a concert. And we're going to be talking about something that he is not that interested in, but I hope he'll tune in to the, to the episode to listen to. Oh,
0: I, I always do. The ones I'm not and I will willingly listen to because my voice is not present.
1: That's sweet. I think yeah. it'd be interesting if you did an episode without me.
0: I'm definitely gonna try that.
1: I think it'd be. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll it's, see. Like, there's goes. like no audio. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I need like,
0: <laughs> it. I'm my like, podcasting uh, career right on the spot.
1: Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so look forward to that. Uh, I don't know if I'll be posting that one first or second, but we have some fun stuff lined up. I've been saying that every single week, but now I have like an actual kind of schedule.
0: Yeah, we kind of, we're finally putting on um, our big, our big boy and girl pants and getting a schedule together.
1: I really just did it because I was trying to not do revisions on my scripts, And I was just like, go, this is productive. I'll do this thing instead because I have so much other stuff to do, but I'm like, podcast. That will be the priority. uh,
0: Uh, we loved you and stuff like that.
1: It's okay. I think it there's payoff. Um, so, all that being said, um, I've been Kay.
0: And I've been Craig.
1: And go listen, go listen, listen. to a Sad Indie Girl.
0: Sad Indie Girl music.
1: Yeah, that was a great cohesive ending. You know, I think it's better when we don't say it at the same time.
0: It is, because it's, it's more fluid, it's more natural. Like, yeah. I was thinking of fitting the, the goddamn aspect in it, and that's why my brain stopped for a second. I'm oh. like, nope, I can't.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if I even did that. Anyway, <laughs> this is like <laughs> like the blooper reel at the end of movies, yeah. or like YouTube videos. It's like, oh my God, they're just like us. Um, Bye, everybody.
0: <laughs> Goodbye, folks. See y'all soon.